Hey, good morning, Nashville. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. And this morning, it's been a live one already with Andrews. She's got her, God only knows what she's drinking over there in a little orange wrapped. Doesn't that look like wrapping paper, Chris? It's just a water bottle. No, the, the inside of it, though. Like little foil. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, matter. I asked her earlier about that and she proceeded to tell me it was water. So, but she totally missed the question, yeah, which yeah. was, what is that inside of your. Yeah. Oh, bottle? you didn't mean like the liquid I'm drinking. You meant the stuff. It doesn't smell like anything. Well, I can't see the could liquid really inside of there. Yeah. That's could You're concealing what the real contents are. I could probably use some vodka, but. It's only water. I'm sorry. It'd probably be a little bit better show with a little vodka. Oh, uh, we'd be off the hook up in here. But in any event, we have all of our favorite people in here this morning. We have Mr. David Lukey from Capital Homes, as you heard. Good morning, sir. How are you, man? Excellent. We have Chris Corvo from Midtown Title. Michael Thayer, good to see you. You too, man. Thanks for having me. What about us? We, Andrew Brewer, us. Benchmark Realty, love to see you. David Lukey, Capital Homes, glad you could join Look us. Look at all them plugs. Man, I tell you <laughs> We what. did not tell him to do that either. And Mr. JT behind the glass, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not bad. And I, I did not want to put you at the end of the line because then you have to follow War Eagle. Who, 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 who? And uh, okay. are we going to bring up Auburn though. every week too? It's rolling into football season. Why we're not. not we're not right? looking real good. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking a, a little pitiful. The season hasn't even started season. yet. Yeah, You're already throwing had, in the yeah, towel. I, I followed the little recruitment. Who got who got kicked off? What's what else happened? <laughs> it's not looking real great. So you're not optimistic this year. I'm I'm always optimistic, and I love I love my Auburn Tigers. But I'm just. Did, did I'm just some of your saying. football players sign up for the pharmacy program that's not accredited? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Where are you guys playing Bama this year? There. Iron there? Bowl is in Tuscaloosa. I think so. Ooh. Look, we're not picked to win. You. It don't matter yeah. where it's at. Not too many people are picked to win against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. But in any event, back to the real estate show here. Last week, we talked about all sorts of exciting things and actually very intriguing show, in my personal opinion, because we hit on all sorts of cool, unique topics from, you know, we were talking about home improvements to things that builders do to title. I mean, it was just a riveting, riveting, yeah. riveting, riveting. I like that, too. And today's show is going to be quite similar because we're going to go into a bunch of the same stuff, but we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to have... The House of the Week with Miss Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty. And then we're going to talk about what states give you the most bang for your buck, which will be some interesting numbers, along with how are values today compared to pre-2008 peak values. And then David's going to give some builder's tips, and then we're going to get into some more general real estate tough stuff and so forth. So uh, if you missed any of last week's show, go out to the moneymanmike.net Facebook, uh, moneymanmike.net website or the Facebook page at Money Man Mike Radio, and you can check it all out. And then also next week, we have uh, we have Roger, is it Langford? Yes. And he is a real estate attorney? No, no, no. No, not a real he, estate attorney. He works for a warranty company, a third-party warranty company. He's the warranty company. And he's going to come in and talk about not only the new home builder warranties, because I use them, right. but he's also going to talk about aftermarket warranties on, on resales. Cool. Like So Andrew could sign up her customers for- And Andrew could ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. Because I have a, a lot of, I don't know, I hear a lot of home warranty 
good and bad. Yes, yeah. true. I definitely make sure people have them. Half the people forget they even have it, never use it. Mm-hmm. And then some people are calling them every dang week. Yes. So it just depends on the person. Yep. Yeah. Yep, the, yep. The, you know, it, so yes, that's what we're hoping to do is bring them in and learn a little bit because I don't know cool. much about the, I know a lot about the builder side of the warranty, but I don't know much about the aftermarket. Excellent. Outstanding, outstanding. So, you know, with that being said, let's jump into the show. And then, Andrea, your house of the week. My house of the week is actually a condo. It is not a house. Oh, very nice. It is a condo in Germantown, which uh, for all of our listeners out there, Germantown is booming. I mean, and I'll show houses over in that area. And I mean, you cross the bridge and there's like, oh, there's a new building. Every Mm. week they're building more crap over there. Not crap houses, but whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's just amazing. It's booming. So I have a beautiful condo at 1342 Rosa Parks, which is in Worthen Lofts. Um, that is an old factory. Oh, that's nice. And it is a at the bargain price of $535,000. How big is it? It's a little over 1,800 square feet. That's big. That's yeah, a big oh, it's condo. a huge condo. It's three That's stories. Huge. The third floor has panoramic views facing downtown and Germantown. And that, that's the one with the with the the hallways. They've got the real board plank yes. hardwood. I mean, from the old factory hardwood. It's got like a very Art Deco earthy vibe. Um, How tall my, are the ceilings in that? My unit has, I think, twelve foot ceilings, wow, but mine amazing. has a separate yeah. entrance. So mine's not in the actual oh. old factory. Mine's a built where you literally walk onto the property, past the pool, past the bocce board. They have a bar, bocce, bocce ball, ball court. So you're <laughs> on the backside that has the direct I, access. From yes. the, mine's oh, that's like, nice. if you know where Rolf and Daughter's yeah. restaurant is, mine's kind of like right beside it. Oh, that's On nice. the Taylor Street side. Anyway, mine has its own entrance. It's lovely, very open floor plan, super high ceilings. I mean, floor to ceiling windows. The lighting's amazing. Wow. And it has third floor, three three levels, and it's a two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath unit. When Lori and I first moved to Nashville, and this is 20-some, almost 20 years ago, we went to a restaurant over there. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought this is an area that is. Oh yeah. Where not, was it? Was it Germantown Cafe? Uh, actually, I think it was the Mad Hatter. Yeah, Mad Hatter's Mad still Hatter. there. Oh, that's a great place. Isn't oh it? yeah, absolutely. What's the? There's a place right across the street from the Mad Hatter. There's too. like a fish market, I think, there now. Oh okay. There was a club there before, I think. Uh, I don't think there's there a club there no more. Yeah. Yeah. There's but a no, lot Germantown going is on great. over there. And, and it, a, it does have a little like small community feel. They have like a little pasta shop where they make it all. Oh, that, you right. know. Cool. And, there's a bunch of happening restaurants. What kind of countertops does it have in the kitchen? You know, granite. Granite, really nice, dark or, or lighter color. Light colored. Oh man, lovely. What kind of floors? Hardwoods. Hardwoods throughout, throughout, except the bedrooms have carpet. And is the the walls exterior walls glass from top to uh, floor to ceiling? The, on the uh, I guess south facing side, they're totally glass. And then yeah, I mean it depends if you're in the bedrooms. Yeah, no, they're pretty almost all of them. Okay. On so the outsides. Ignore your phone as it starts ringing here. As we're, you know. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thirteen forty two Rosa Parks. I, I'm not sure it's actually going to be active by the time we're done here. Well, um, and sounds up great you to can me. always look <laughs> up my checkbook. That That's right. Great. Write me a check right now, and um, you can always look it up on eastnashvilleagent.com, which is my personal website, or go through the moneymanmike.net. There you go. Forget that eastnashvilleagent.com thing because it's sold already. To me, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's out writing their checkbooks right now. That's a, that, that sounds like a great deal. It, it's it's great, a hot spot. It's a great place. Hot spot. Hey, we got to jump out to a break. When we come back, though, we're going to talk about what state gives you the most bang for your buck. So you've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio fifteen ten WLAC.
We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate. And if you're thinking about moving, I don't know where you move other than Tennessee, of course, in Nashville. But if you were thinking about moving, maybe you think about moving to Nashville. What state gives you the most bang for your buck? So if you were contemplating any other place other than Tennessee, how would your cost of living look? And the Tax Foundation did a research. Or they pretty much do this, it seems like, every year. It's an annual report. But um, basically, Mississippi, when you compare it to the national averages, you can actually purchase $115.34 worth of goods for 100 bucks. In comparison, Washington, D.C. was at the bottom of the list at $84.67 wow. for $100 worth of goods. Wow. David, you're from that neck of the woods. Yeah, it's expensive up there. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, when people talk about how much houses have gone up in this area. I say, you know, what does D.C. have that Nashville doesn't have other than a a major league baseball team. They got a minor league baseball team, a major league baseball team. And that's really pretty much it. Everything Rapid else. Rapid transit. Well, there is that. That's true. That's one area Agreed. where we're lacking a little bit. But I I think there's still a lot of upside in Nashville because it's a city that has everything. And, 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 and we're nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no kidding. But, you know, and they've got good planning. I know people complain, you know, the mass transit, I think, is a, a reasonable, rational complaint. Hopefully that'll be... Soon, you know, something's coming. But 840 is already installed. You know, you think about some other cities before they finally got a beltway around their town, and it took, you know, it was, they were tearing out neighborhoods and stuff like that trying to get them in. 840 is already here. It's already installed and it's ready to go. And, and, you know, if you're in that direction. Yeah, but I mean, if you're trying to get around town, if you're in Atlanta, there's beltways around Atlanta and they built them late rather than early. And you, you have Briley Parkway, you got 840. You've got ways to get around town that are reasonable and rational. I mean, 24 is tough. 65 north is a little tough. But for the most part, traffic in Nashville is not like it is in other major no. Atlanta, Washington, L.A. Well, where does Tennessee fall on that? Tennessee is actually $110, $110.86. That's great. So still... They didn't chart it out, and I didn't do the numbers exactly to see exactly what where Tennessee ranks in the 50 states, but it's definitely on the positive side of everything. So what was like California? Fifth worst at $88.97. So give us the top five, the best, and the top five, the lowest. Lowest cost of living, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama. Alabama, boo. Boo. <laughs> South Dakota and Kentucky. And then the highest cost was Washington, D.C., Hawaii, New York, New Jersey, and California. See, most of those states are in the south. I know a couple of them, but North Dakota or South Dakota, I think that's where the oil oil boom is there right now Mm -hmm. to do that. But most of those states in their south, and you can see why all these major manufacturing companies are relocating to the south Mm -hmm. itself because of the cost of living, the cost of labor, the cost of land, everything is substantially cheaper yeah, and how many people do you have relocating here from California and New York? All the time. All the time. All the time. Yep. So it's the, probably just a. I'm assuming it's a cycle because you know here places like Detroit are coming back. You know, I don't know if it's bottomed out enough to where it's starting to come back, or and it's getting too expensive in the South. I hope not. I hope the trend continues. Absolutely. Of the growth in our area, 
But, it, you know, I just wonder if this is going to reciprocate at some point in time where it's going to go back or is this more of a permanent trend where people are going to come Everything seems to be cyclical in this business, in my opinion. I mean, it just it's waves. It comes and goes and comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we we just don't go too far back. The pendulum doesn't swing too far back to where everything's shifting to go back north again or anything like that. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the leadership that you have in the area. Fortunately, Nashville and the state of Tennessee has a great political leadership for a long time now. And and hopefully they'll be able to keep up looking forward, keeping their horizon, their, you know, their horizon out in front of them instead of real too close. Because sometimes they just people make short-term decisions and they don't look long-term. And Well, heck, the the billion-dollar renovation at BNA, yeah. that's starting to happen. Yeah, and they're like redoing Donaldson Pike for that? Yeah, I'm they're interested shifting to it. see how they're that all... Shifting all of it, putting the hotel in and, yeah. and doing a lot for the airport, which they need to. If yeah, that becoming booming. a destination city, yeah. we do not have a destination uh, airport. airport. No. But, and you know, I've never... I can get in that airport... And be like this. at my gate in 15 I, minutes. I fly around a lot, and and Nashville was always one of the better airports, and now it's even it's going to be even better. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just you know compared to Laguardia. If you've never flown in and out of Laguardia, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, or in, in Atlanta, I mean, it's just it's oh, awful. Atlanta's terrible. Isn't Laguardia's Atlanta like awful. the busiest airport in the world anyway? Uh, I, no, I, I think I think uh, O'Hare. O'Hare. O'Hare, yeah, in, in Chicago. It's not far behind O'Hare then. And Chicago's, and that's tough. But if you never, have you ever flown in and out of Las Vegas? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's an airport that you would think would be like decent. And it's, oh, that's awful. It's really, I don't even know how people survive that. I can't place. remember. I think I'm already drunk when I get there. <laughs> She's already had a few. You're just happy. You don't care. And I'm about getting on a plane that you're automatically like a gin and tonic right here. <laughs> you know. I don't know what it is, but you're absolutely true. Give me a drink. Everybody on there is like, I actually did see an article about how the spike of tomato juice on airplanes. I don't, not like Bloody Marys, just tomato juice. Because you know how people beside you are like, I'll take a tomato juice. And you're like, who drinks tomato juice? Oh, really? I can't. People do on airplanes. How do they ask yeah. for a tomato juice? Can I get a tomato juice? The, <laughs> the gray poupon. And some gray poupon. You like your area impression right there. That's great. Oh, jeez. I don't do know that how again. we... That's great. No. No. <laughs> All right. How in the world do we cycle back to real estate after that? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Well, we were talking about, you know, the vision, you know, and so forth. And many times we talk about house values. And we talk about the... You know, how, how we had the big financial collapse mm-hmm. and where values were then and where values are now. And people worry about it. Is is it rebounding too fast and so forth? And there's a study done by Freddie Mac. And Freddie Mac actually does a study, this study every quarter. It's the home price index. And basically, as a nation as a whole, they look at every – or actually all 50 states. And then you look at 367 metropolitan statistical areas – to pull this data together. And they this month they went in, or this quarter, I should say, they went in and did the pre-2008 values and compared it to now. And where would you think Nashville, or actually Tennessee as a whole is, compared to mm. our values back in it's 2008? It's tough because Memphis is not doing great, but I would think Nashville is pulling the heavy weight. Nashville, I know, is above where it was in yes, 2008. for sure. Um, We're 110 now. What? Are you talking about the $100 value? No, no. We're shifted to actual home values now. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. sorry about that. Transition. I, I, I would say 
uh, up five percent. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I would say up five to eight percent, something in that range. What do you think, Corvo? Now with David, I mean, there's a lot of the areas that have not seen the increase that that Nashville has. You know, we're very fortunate here in this region to see that. Uh, but um, it would, it's definitely under ten percent. I'm going to guess. Okay. Andrew? I was going to shoot the moon and say 15%. <laughs> what about Florida? What do you guys think about Florida, one of the Sun Belt states? You know, my Even folks live in, I'm from Florida, and my folks value in their houses, they're still way. Still underwater? And, and, and about 100 grand. Wow. So down, I would say, I would say even at best. Uh, down, probably, but even at best. We got to run out to break real quick, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the Nashville numbers and some other key states around the U.S. where their values are today compared back to pre 2008 peaks. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate. Before the break, we're talking about house values. How are values today compared back to pre-2008 peaks? And we had a little bit of a poll going on in here where David said 5% is what he felt Tennessee's home values were today relative to 2008 peaks. Chris said... I said under 10, so I'm going to say I'll go with about 8 to 10%. And Andrew was shooting for the moons at 15? Mm-hmm. It's actually 10%. Wow. And then Florida. So if you, this was Price is Right, I would have won. True. Ding, 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 Well, ding. he did say oh, 8 to 10. Yeah, okay. you're over. You're out. You went oh, over. I was thinking, okay, good point. Gotcha. I'm a loser. There you go. Exit stage right. And we got everything going on in here. People coming and going. Got construction on this place. It's all happening. So what is Florida's? Florida, of all places, 18% in the hole still. Wow. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. I told you, my folks, their, their houses, they're still way underwater in their house wow. in Orlando. One fifth of their property value. That's crazy. What about California? Oh, they're probably over already at this point because it's so mm, crazy. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sacramento, I would say probably about even. Still negative six. Yeah. yeah. Here's a kicker Vegas. Right out Vegas, but Vegas drives us. Nevada. Oh, minus 10. No, bigger. 50, yeah. At least 50, probably 20%, I was say 25%. But... 26%. Wow. Yeah. 5%. Look at 25. that. 26. Wow. And then the other big one was DC. Uh, that's. No, that's not a negative, though. I was going to say that's about even a couple percent higher, maybe. 39% rise. Wow. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. That's Everywhere crazy. around that, Maryland's Andrew's down. getting 15. her license. Yeah. <laughs> Delaware's down 12. New Jersey's still down 16. Connecticut, 20. You're back here in the South, Arkansas is up 1%. Louisiana, 9% increase. Mississippi's down 3. Alabama's down 4. Georgia's up 1. South Carolina's up 1. North Carolina's up 2. Virginia, which I don't understand this, is still down 6. But I guess that kind of ties in with the. Hampton Roads and all the condos and stuff probably all there. the beach stuff. Yeah, um, so I mean, I thought it was an interesting read, but you can check it out on the website. Uh, real estate values today compared to pre two thousand eight. Thing that the thing that I think is trending on the, what you're talking about is where are there a high concentration of secondary homes, vacation exactly. homes? Yeah, yeah, and Florida, yeah. Florida is one of the high ones. Mm-hmm. And, so a lot uh, of vacation Vegas homes is. have not recovered. But see that that the Carolinas. Are bucking the trend. 
which is kind of surprising. Well, you get off the coast. I, I, I think that the yeah, but like bulk at, of Charleston, the, all these towns yeah. are like boom towns right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, but I but I don't think it's boom town because of the the uh, investment. No, yeah, no, no. Like, I'm the, saying the, like the Nashville's home. booming, and on yeah. every list is always like Charleston, Wilmington. Yeah, but all the these... vacation homes aren't yeah. as big a market in the North and South Carolina. Right. What do you think about Colorado? That's a big, uh, uh, big vacation area. I think it's up. Corbo, you've been the closest on all I'm these. Saying 10. Pressure's uh, on. I'd say it's about even. You go three for three? Probably not. But I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's probably less of five less than five percent. Corvo, come on, buddy. Uh oh. I said ten. You better uh, <laughs> multiply it a few times. Thirty. Wow. Thirty-seven percent. Up or down? Up. Yeah, no, I need Colorado's booming. I mean, think about it. You can smoke weed there now. <laughs> Everybody move there. Well, what's Oregon and Washington State doing? Uh, up six and up eight. Exactly. There you go. Hello. Well, the weed is dictating. Yeah. All right. I there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> what happens if you're an employee there and you have to pass a drug test and it's legal? It depends to... on your company who you work for. Some yeah, of them yeah, don't they, allow they, it you, and you can't do it. You, you can lose your job. Yeah, there was Absolutely. A big, mm-hmm. I saw something on there. But speaking of how to maintain your property vase without growing weed. Oh, nice segue, David. There you go. Nice. Routine maintenance. Routine maintenance. And actually, this is not about new homes. This is for people who want to know how to protect the value of their home. And the reason that I was thinking about this, the reason I, when I called Mike and said, hey, I want to talk about this, I was driving down the road to my house, and I passed my neighbor house, my good friend, Gil Fox. And he has five trees that I'll have pictures up for everybody to see touching his house in various ways. I'm sure he loves you pointing this out. <laughs> well, he does, because I called him up. I actually sent him an email. I said, Gil, man, you need to protect your house. And and he's, he said, yeah, thanks, thanks, whatever. And then like a day later, he sent me back. I caught a squirrel getting in my house. Exactly the way that you <laughs> yeah. told me. Okay, so here's the thing. Talk about trees touching your house and why is it a problem? So if a tree is growing up under the house, underneath the roof line, I should say, coming up to the fascian soffit, okay? Which, one of the things that you're doing is you are creating this beautiful bridge for squirrels and chipmunks to go right <laughs> inside your soffit and fascia. Into your attic. And into yeah. your attic. And they, they like to make little nests, okay? Oh, yeah. The, if you have a tree growing down on top of your roof system, every time the wind blows, those branches scrape across your shingles uh, yep. and do what? Wear your shingles out. Yep, yep. Nice, beautiful scratch marks. I've actually seen scratch marks and shingles. Oh, and I, you'll see like a lot of where the roof looks brand new on the front and on the back. It looks like crap where it's just <laughs> sat there and rubbed or trees have dropped and oh, yeah. weathered it. And, and if they're too close to the house, the, the shingles don't have the ability to breathe at all. And they mold. You know, they, they get mildewy. Mold isn't the right word, but mildew. They get mildew. The other thing that you do when you take and you have branches from a tree touching your house is you create a wonderful bridge for termites. And spiders and every other thing. Yeah, yeah, spiders and the whole nine yards. Now, spiders don't do as much damage to a house as termites, obviously. Uh, no, but they call my husband the termite pest control guy, and yes. then he shows up and their house looks like a big giant tree because yes. they haven't trimmed anything, and he's like, I can spray all day long, but you're never going to get rid of the spiders when your house looks like a jungle. That's right, and and that that is exactly right. I mean, so, I hear this every week. Y'all don't even know. Trees are. I get texts to me saying, "Look at this house." I think we and had a nerve to tell me that they have spiders every other week. Well, yeah, you do, because your house has bushes growing into it. 
Trees are, are your husband's best friends. Aren't oh, they? he don't even. I'm, I have shrubs that I forced him to allow me to plant. <laughs> he doesn't even like bushes. He would just rather it be bare out in the front. Who's well, the painter guy? Pretty little trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll paint some trees on the front of the house. If you well, move to Vegas, you can just get a rock landscape yeah, in and never have good. to worry I about have it anymore. I have a partial pea gravel landscape. So, and my million dollar idea, you know how they have all those infomercials for really crappy products. So, I have Word pea, gra- I have pea yeah. gravel everywhere that my dog likes to poop in. So, I renamed <laughs> pea gravel to poop Ooh. gravel. And I say, poop gravel. <laughs> and I have like a whole little infomercial in my head about my dog like going out in the grass and then like, wow, there's poop gravel and going over. <laughs> and and you can sell it in a little bag. Poop gravel. At 6.40 in the morning. Well, here we go. And, and, <laughs> Saturday morning. And to remind our listeners. And Chris over we here. We were talking about tree maintenance around your house. <laughs> and we have somehow diverted into poop gravel. Poop gravel. So once again, back to got to cut your trees. Trim your trees away from the house. And also, letting vines grow on your brick house is a great way to have to have me come back and fix everything that's wrong with your house. Because vines are looking, the root systems that are attaching to the brick are root systems looking for nutrients. And rotting wood is a great nutrient. And so they will go through the mortar right into the framing, the structure of your house, and start sucking the nutrients out of the wood, which means sucking the wood out. And then eventually the wood is gone. It's worse than termite damage. It's way worse than termite damage. And they do a wonderful, wonderful job. So letting the trees touch your house so that the vines can grow up the trees into your house is a great way to have to build a brand new house. I encourage it. No, I don't. (laughs) Maintain your house. Cut those things back. Maintain your house. Yes. Make make Andrew's life much easier because it's an easy house to sell. Absolutely. Hey, we got to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more general real estate topics and wrap up the show. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate and apparently poo gravel with Andrew Brewer. <laughs> so be looking for that on your local. She ran out station. of here. I think she actually got a phone call about that. Yes, house. yes. I think she she talked about that condo down in the Worthing Building and took had to go, had to go show it or something. I don't know what happened. It's there. either the condo or the poo gravel. It's one, one, of the, one of the two. One of the two. You got an article real quick. Yeah, real quick. If you want to check out, we were talking about also cutting trees around the house. And there's a great, it's an old article. It's from 2010 in the Chicago Tribune about why you need to cut around your house. And I've got it posted on Facebook. Uh, You can check out Capital Homes on Facebook and uh, see that article and and probably figure out how to make sure that your house doesn't get eaten up by chipmunks and squirrels and termites and all that other good stuff. Those little things will do some damage once they get inside. This article doesn't talk a whole lot about large rodents, but I was in East Nashville working on a house we were remodeling, the one on 12th and Forest. Chris might remember that one. And... uh, (laughs) I would go in the morning, and I would get ready before all the workers would show up, and I would watch the squirrels and the chipmunks leave the house they lived in next door, I guess on their way to work or something. I don't know. They would they would come out the fashion <laughs> soffit, and they, and they would climb the branches down. They would go get some nuts, and they'd come back. And I would watch. I, and I'm telling you, there was at least three squirrels and four chipmunks. 
and I think even a skunk that would just use these trees to go in and out of this house. And a lady lived in the house, and she was trying to sell it. And she, how much are you selling? You know, is yours? Oh, you know, it's about you know six hundred thousand dollars. Oh, great! I can get six hundred for my. No, 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 no. Your house. As soon as you try to work on it, it's going to fall down. And, <laughs> and she, you know, she was a little old lady, so I didn't need to tell her that. But it was kind of it was interesting, just kind of watching the the rodents go to work and then come home and go to work and come home. <laughs> Their old seek social system. <laughs> oh my god, it was, it was amazing. And they, they and they lived in perfect peace and harmony with each other because they're like, this is our home. Don't everybody screw this up. You know, just don't screw it up. <laughs> come on, Chris. You know, we have been everywhere this, this day. So, we are now down to living in harmony with the rodents in our in our yard. So uh, I don't even know where to add or do anything. So, uh, oh man, we're still doing closings at Midtown Title. Yes. Real estate closings. Outstanding job over at Midtown Title. Still signing them up, getting them signed up, fixing the problems, getting all that stuff done. There so there you uh, go. Doing their cash out refis to get their rodent problems controlled. We go. do not do closings for rodents. <laughs> no. So we do not. David, you got a new sub uh, new uh, section coming online for Capital Homes, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Over in Delvin Downs, actually, it's uh, we've been at it for three or four weeks now. I, I have to ask Sassy. I think it's been four weeks now, and it's been a it's head spinning crazy. Uh, just so you guys are about ready to start pulling some building permits out there. We're going to be pulling permits probably next week, at the end of next week, and I've got seven people already waiting for me to get started. I was about to say, you're about a third of the way or yeah. quarter of the way sold out. Yeah, right. We are. It's going very fast. Yeah. It's going really fast. And, and just I, we haven't even had a chance to put the signs up. I'm not going to blame yeah. anybody here, you know, sassy. We've got one sign that's put up sideways. Sassy, for real? It's It's directing you to the creek. You have one job, Sassy. <laughs> and Michael, I'm seeing a bunch more refinances come in lately. Um, you know, it's been a purchase market for so long, and now we're seeing a bunch. I'm seeing quite a few refinances coming in. So, are you seeing yeah. an uptick in people out there refinancing their loans right now? You're seeing uh, it, it's definitely it comes and goes with the waves that we're seeing in the uh, market. Um, we had a little bit of a uptick in the bonds, which pushes the rates down. And several people jumped on board with that and decided to do some refis. We've got several refis going, and we're primarily a, a purchase-oriented business, or shop at least. So, you know, for us to have a nice little surge in refis, it definitely is the same thing that you're seeing as well. What are rates at right now? Uh, they've ticked back up a tad, and that's the crazy thing is to say they ticked back up. Um, you can still get something in the – if you're doing a 10- to 20-year uh, term, maybe 15, um, three – Three even to three and a half. And then wow. again, that all totally depends on your credit score. Sure. Debt to income ratio, that's just a generic number. Um, but then 30s are dependent again on the program, three and a half to 375. Wow. So I mean, still dirt cheap low. Did my brother ever get to your website? No. Oh, what's that website? Tell him what the website is real quick. The which one of them to make an application with you? Oh, that's I don't know that domain. Oh, yeah, it's actually the other domain. Why I cannot remember that domain? <laughs> I just was thinking crazy. Go to Michael Dash, Michael Dash, and then my last name Thayer, T is in Tom, H is in Henry, A Y E R dot com, and you'll see the apply uh, online button. Click on that, and that'll take you to the application. 
Got it. Okay, look, for those of you who can't write that down, just remember CapitalHomeIdeas.com and there's an application button down at the bottom. Bingo. I won't mind if they use that to get to you so they we can make an application. Either. So they, they can do that. I won't take offense or anything. <laughs> CapitalHomeIdeas.com. And it's with an OL. Pretty easy to find. I don't know what Michael's got going. What do you got going on with your website, man? Dude, I don't know. It's early in the morning, man. It's All crazy. Right. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Building a brand new house. Yeah. Is it ever square? Is it ever square? Yes. Ours are. Even inside every room? Inside every room. Ours are. I mean, I, che- I check them. I guess it depends. You know, there's always tolerances that are considered acceptable. Right. Okay. We do panelized construction. So they're engineered to a very tight tolerance. And I walk around every house that we build with my six-foot square, and I lay it in every corner, and I lay it halfway up the wall and all the way at the ceiling. And my houses are, are square. Old houses, now old houses are entertaining how unsquare they can be. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And, well, and, houses will also shift, won't they? As, as they, I mean, God, I hope not. I hope mine don't. But don't they settle some? Well, older house, yes, a house will settle. I mean, if you're talking about like a historic home over in East Nashville that's post and beam, they settle. They settle a lot. Now, I don't want to get too far in the woods. I'm really surprised I didn't hear JT throw the horn at me for post and beam construction. It's Uh, early in the morning for him. uh, We'd have to get all kinds of pictures and I'd have to break out the dry erase board to show that. Um, But yeah, some of, I mean, an older house can settle, but if a newer house settles, it's, because the foundation is really gone, and you better call someone like USS or somebody like that in there to, to spend a couple thousand dollars, tens of thousand dollars to fix that. That's bad. Yeah, ultimately what I, I, what I want to get to, and we're going to run out of time today, but we'll mm-hmm. probably pick up with um, next week's show when we have um, uh, blanking on his name real quick, Mr. Frank. Roger. 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 Langford. Yeah. Langford, thank you. Uh, we'll talk about PWS. Warranty, yeah. Yeah, and it'll kind of go with home inspections and stuff like that because a lot of people, you know, we, we've got a couple of deals right now that we're doing where the homeowner just swears the house is in perfect condition. Oh. And it looks perfect. Yeah. But then you get into the crawl space. Yeah. And how well, many we people- We do closings all the time where people come back and there's a problem and their inspector didn't find it. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, the seller didn't disclose that this was going on and, and they want to sue somebody. And, you yeah. know, you've got to be able to- that's all, no, that's going to really get in the woods, but you know, basically, I got to provide proof that mm-hmm. that there was uh, the sellers were intentionally trying to defraud. That they were aware of this information. Right, it's really right. hard to prove. But I'll be anxious to hear the guy's information because you just hear so many horror stories on the home warranty stuff. Yeah, and uh, and it's just and it's just tough, you know. And and people are always looking for somebody to point the finger at, which I understand. You spend a bunch of money in the house. You want it to be right. And and I feel so bad for some of these people. They walk in and the AC unit quits working the next day or yeah. or, or they have plumbing problems or leaking or they find mold or, or whatever mm-hmm. that's in there, you know, and they just don't know where to go. And everybody looks at them and says, well, oh, well, sorry. You, you know, know, we got to talk about that in a couple of weeks. We got to talk about proper crawl space maintenance. Well, that's and ultimate, positive grain and all that good stuff. That's really where I want to go with that because with this one house that we just we're in the middle of helping these people with, how many times does, does a homeowner get up under their house? Never. I mean, they never go to the attic. Yeah. They never go to the crawl space. And when they do, it's either extremely hot or extremely cold. Yeah. And you never go down there or up there to figure out, does everything look right? So we'll, How do you know if it looks right or not? I mean, to the, to the common eye, I mean, it, it, I, I, I will question. tell you, for a newer house like ours – 
it's pretty easy to figure out. Yours is absolutely with especially yeah. the crawl space. Yeah, if there's a problem, it's easy to figure out. Yeah, and in the, and in the attic too. But we'll so, we'll talk we'll, about that. Yeah, we'll definitely bring that up because I was going to ask the question, and we'll do what next week is. Should a homeowner maybe get a home inspection every year or every other year? Because you know they're not going to go into the crawl space of their attic to do their own inspections. Never and they don't even know what they're looking at. Idea. So, hey, we got to go. JT's about to kick us off the air. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. Check out the website, moneymanmike.net, and on Facebook, Money Man Mike Radio. Have a nice day. We're out.